Greetings from the USCCB. This is Drew Dillingham with the Secretariat of Child and Youth Protection, and I'm here with Jesus Miguel Lopez Nieto of the Catholic Bishops Conference of Spain. Jesus, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background um, with the Bishops Conference in Spain? Thank you, Drew. It is my pleasure to be here with you and to have this uh, little kind of conversation. Uh, with you and your team here at the USCCB. Uh, okay, you know, I started working for the Catholic Conference of Bishops in 2007 after finishing my legal studies, right? And uh, I started working for uh, the Civil Legal Service as uh, the legal advisor, right? And after that, after the years, uh, I was appointed as technical secretary of the Civil Legal Service. Uh, and this is the job I do. Right now, I also cover different levels uh, of legal advice, for example, all that concerns or, uh, or, or regarding the general data protection regulation, for example, I'm the DPO. So we cover many different aspects and we try to give advice to our bishops and, uh, at different levels and of course at the conference uh, of bishops, many different scopes, education, religion, teachers, uh, you know, cultural heritage, uh, and, and of course childhood and youth protection, uh, advice, protocols, whatever. So. I'm happy to be here. So what type of advice do you provide to bishops on issues of child protection in your capacity? Well, this is a very good question because this is a thing that uh, we are trying to implement right now, okay? Because the uh, childhood and youth protection has been, uh, has been being done uh, at a diocesan level, okay? As you know very well, the Conference of Bishops is only a coordination uh, organization, coordinate, uh, an organization that tries to coordinate, uh, you know, the works of the uh, different departments of the uh, different dioceses. Uh, well, in Spain, um, uh, there has been created a commission who is working on implementing different guidelines, different protocols, uh, so that something uniform is made for the Catholic Church in Spain. And who makes up this commission? Yeah, okay. This commission is, uh, well, it's formed by uh, one bishop, who is the president of it. It is the Bishop of Astorga, which, uh, and then we have some different priests, okay? We have the president of the Tribunal de la Rota, Española, which is a privilege of the Holy See for Spain. We got representation from the religious organizations. We got representation from two different departments of the Catholic Church uh, according to the legal, uh, this legal advice. That is the civil legal service and the department uh, that uh, studies all, what, all that concerns the canon law application. Mm -hmm. And so at, in the US, we have a national guiding document called the Charter for the Protection of Children and Young People, and we also have the essential norms. So are you saying that in Spain, you don't have that type of national document that governs, or not governs, but provides guidelines for dioceses? Yeah. Good question, Drew. Uh, of course, we have two documents mm -hmm. at a national level, uh, approved in 2010, just before the Holy See 
uh, sent all the uh, conference of bishops uh, its protocols concerning uh, the childhood youth protection. So at this very moment, Spain can say, uh, the Catholic Church in Spain can say, that it implemented protocols for the childhood and youth protection. But with a very important point, that is, uh, we covered at first the uh, legal procedure, uh, as well as in the canon law perspective and the civil law perspective, that is. So what this commission is trying to implement is uh, the prevention uh, guidelines to try to better protect our children and youth, that is. So this is, this is almost an improvement upon what you've done in the past. It's yeah, just another it. step forward. That's it, that's okay. it. We could say that we can divide, uh, well, uh, I'm can, uh, I, I like to speak this way. Uh, I think that we covered, well, the reaction perspective um, but we have to implement the prevention aspect. At this very point, I would like to say that very, well, different dioceses have implemented protocols concerning prevention, that is. But we're trying to implement some, you know, sort of guidelines, which uh, we mean to be a general decree, what would like to be a general decree, that is, that obliges uh, every diocese in the Catholic Church in Spain uh, concerning the um, this implementation of prevention programs, right? Mm -hmm. So, just to you know, I, I would say that at a national level, there there, there are two protocols that cover the legal procedures uh, in the canon with the canon perspective and the civil uh, legal perspective, and at a diocesan level, there are protocols uh, concerning prevention, but they are different. Okay. So we are trying at this very moment to give this national perspective, mm. trying to unify all these norms, right? Mm -hmm. So did, were these two policies or two guidelines that you created nationally, did they emerge out of a crisis? So in the U.S. in 2002, we had this explosion of allegations that came out, and the bishops came together and promoted, promulgated the child, the charter for the protection of children and young people. So was there the equivalent type of explosion in Spain, or is there anything that precipitated the creation of this document, or, or was what you did, um, you know, based on what you saw happening across the world? Uh, yeah, that's right. You're right, Drew. Um, I think that, thank God, um, there has no been a whole crisis that, uh, you know, that has obliged us to act, right? So uh, it is, it, you know, I think that it was because of what was happening all over the world that the Catholic Church in Spain uh, said, okay, we have to do something before something happens, right? So, so if I were a, a victim of, of sexual abuse by clergy in Spain, um, what opportunities could I find for healing in my diocese? Well, Drew, um, you know, this is the thing that we're working out uh, right now. This commission, uh, you know, is, is very aware that uh, we need to focus on the victim. So at this very moment, uh, the folk with the protocols right now, the, you know, the victim 
uh, could have the immediate assistance, but uh, formally at a, at a legal level, right? That is, uh, it is not developed yet at a national level, I might say, mm -hmm. the spiritual aspect, the spi you know, the, the kind of healing for, for the victim. Although, I might say that every diocese has uh, mechanisms to prevent, to heal, to make this accompaniment of victims. Uh, I'm talking about a national level. Okay. So, it's interesting that dioceses individually came up with these uh, outlets for survivors and ways to help them. And now, only after the dioceses have come up with something at their local levels is the national level trying to adopt national guidelines. Well, uh, that's just an interesting way that it's developing. Well, that's because, uh, well, I, I might say that, well, these mechanisms are not specifically uh, created uh, because of uh, the attendance of uh, sexual abuse victims, mm -hmm. right? We got um, many, you know, many uh, departments at a diocesan level that try to help people mm -hmm. at very different levels. For example, uh, concerning marriage and, mm -hmm. you know, divorce, abortion. So there's an integral, uh, you know, uh, kind of help forever so um, so it's, it's part of the culture of pastoral care that's already being yes, you know, administered yes that's right that's right that's okay. right true and so that's why not ha not having a crisis mm -hmm. that's why the diocese the different dioceses are, are trying to you know implement or focus on this aspect of spiritual healing for sexual abuse victims although as I said before you know the conference of Bishop has not power to um, oblige uh, the different dioceses to adopt any measures. Okay. That's why it is. Mm -hmm. But our, our bishops in Spain uh, are aware right now that something has to be done at a national level because, of course, uh, you know, we cannot uh, permit that any child, any, you know, any young student or whatever, uh, is, is abused by a volunteer, by a priest, by mm -hmm. a religious uh, person, by a lay person committed to, you know, uh, collaborating with the Catholic Church or whatever has to be done. So uh, this is the point. So what, what are a couple things that you think that these national protocols will help to bring about in dioceses? Um, what do you think the national guidelines will address that have that hasn't necessarily been addressed at the local level? Well, I think that uh, all that um, takes into account. You know, I think that we have to take into account the spiritual aspect, mm -hmm. the spiritual accompaniment. Right? We got. I think that we have very good legal protocols, and uh, I think that we need to implement this kind of spiritual healing. So. You know, the, the, to try to promote, to give this assistance, integral assistance to the victim right now. And we need to do it in a uniform way. That is why our bishops are, are working on this hard. Um, um, so I know you and Bernie met up um, in New York recently. And this is the first time you've been to the United States, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Deacon Bernie and you, and met, uh, Deacon Bernie and you met in New York City 
and you visited a few dioceses together, I think, or yeah. you visited yeah, a yeah, yeah. we're visiting, yeah, yeah, we're in the middle of our trip. Uh, this is the final stage. Uh, we visited uh, the Archdiocese of New York, the Archdiocese of Boston, and we're now here in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you think stood out to you the most? What are some takeaways that you had from meeting in those dioceses? Well, um, I need to think more about it um, because I'm in, I'm in the final stage of mm-hmm. the trip. But I would say that uh, I think that you're, you're doing a great job here in the U.S., right? Uh, you know, from the European perspective, we tend to focus on the law. Okay, this is because of our, you know, our, our mentality. It is not uh, a thing that it is not that we don't like or we don't want to to focus on the victim right right now or or in the practical uh, aspects. Mm-hmm. Now we're practical too, but uh, we first ha- have to comply with the law. This mm-hmm. is why why you focus on, but. You know, uh, what I've seen uh, so far from my trip here in the U.S. is that you are really committed to giving all uh, the victims all the, you know, integral uh, care that they need, uh, no matter the law. I I would say this, which is, I think, a very, very important issue, Mm -hmm. a very important issue to think of, right? So I, I I would say this. I would say this. Do you think there's any, what do you think like the U.S. dioceses could learn from dioceses in Spain and dioceses in Spain could learn from dioceses in U.S.? I know you've only been here for a few days and you've only visited a few dioceses, but are there any comparisons you can draw or differences? Yes. Or do you think we're all on the same page? What do you think? Well, I, I would say both. Uh, we're on the same page. We're uh, on the same path. Uh, we're com- we're all committed to giving the victims uh, the assistance they need at all levels. But I would just point out you know, this thing. I, I would say that uh, you know uh, Europe. I would say Europe um, can learn from the U.S., uh, especially Spain, right? Okay, of course. Uh, I think that we can learn from the U.S. to be so practical. We need to give to give answers. Uh, it is not about the law. This is not something rigid. We need to approach to the victim. We need the victim to feel uh, the care for, for, for him, for him, for her, for, for whatever, right? Uh, we need to care more the victim. I think that the victim needs to feel uh, uh, that we are committed to uh, that assistance. And besides, I think that the U.S. could learn something from the European perspective. Uh, you know, this is based on law, you know. Uh, Why well, I'm talking about this? Because we cannot forget that all we do as Catholic Church is below the cannot law perspective. In the United States, in 2002, we also had the essential norms for dealing with um, responding to allegations of abuse created, and those were a form of particular law for the United States. So um, that was another way that you know law was, I would say, appended so that we could better respond to the issue of abuse. Is there anything in Spain? 
that is particular law or something that's been adapted in well, that sense. That's what we're, what we're doing, right? So these kind of protocols are uh, what we could say soft law. That is, uh, this is a concretion. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a concrete aspect of canon law, of course. So uh, you got the diocesan level, which is the basic level, and you got uh, norms every day of the different bishops concerning mm-hmm. the you know the legal regime uh, of the, you know of every diocese, right? And this is canon law too. This is not only the you know when we're talking about canon law, it's not it's not we're not talking about only the code of canon law. Mm-hmm. So canon law is is multiple things, multiple norms. That is, we got the diocesan level, and we got the national level. So we're working at the national level at the moment, right? Okay. So at national level, we got these two protocols uh, for you know two very concrete aspects that cover that reaction aspect, as I like to call it, just to, to understand well where we are, and concerning all the different legal uh, procedures, which cover the priest, religious uh, people, uh, even lay people in certain cases, uh, and what the you know bishops have to do, right? Um, and this is you know this is kind of law too. We're, but this commission I'm working in right now is trying to give advice to our cardinal president of the Conference of Bishops so that in February's meeting mm-hmm. he can present to Pope Francis, you know, oh, okay. some sort of conclusions and some, you know, some sort of debate. And after that, uh, well, we'll see, we'll see. But of course, I think that the point is that we have been working at a diocesan level uh, because of uh, these different crises, uh, we have faced the need of working at a national level and because of this crisis too, I think that Pope Francis is thinking about, uh, you know, uh, you know, go a step further in protection of minors. Mm-hmm. But we have to recall that uh, uh, with Pope Benedict, uh, this thing started to change, right? With the guidelines of the mm-hmm. Holy See of 2011, and I like to recall that our protocols were approved in 2010. That is, a year before these guidelines of holiness were approved. So we are trying to uh, follow the steps of the Holy See in all this. I think that we, you know, this is, uh, this is difficult, of course. But I think that uh, we need to, um, to, well, not to lose the perspective of, of the head of the, of, the holy, mm-hmm. of, the holy, of the Holy See, of the Catholic Church, of, of, of the Pope I'm talking about, of course. And uh, given the things, we can't forget the victim. That is, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I, you know, understand perfectly well what you're, t- what you're asking um, uh, to me about what you're trying to recall, because it is true that law can be rigid uh, in its own application, um, and sometimes, you know, law, law seems so cold, right? So cold, and it seems that you know. The judge is blind, just apply, just applies law, and uh, interprets the law in a rigid way. It's like okay, there are no people uh, on the front, in front of the table, or mm-hmm. on the other side. Uh, well, this is not true. But we need to show 
especially right now, the victim that we are, we're committed mm-hmm. uh, to not let it happen again. Um, I think that's one of the main points. So it's a, it's a question too of communication, of change of culture, you know. Um, you know, we have to be open-minded. Uh, we need to approach the victim we need to be proactive. This is, uh, I, I, I would say, that this word is uh, right now um, very important, a very important word because it is a change of culture, right? Mm-hmm. So we need to be proactive, proactive, proactive. That means not only be focused on prevention, not not not, not only focused on reaction, but we need to approach the victim. Mm-hmm. Even if we had protocols, very good protocols concerning prevention uh, with training programs, whatever, uh, you know, that that would still be uh, a, a kind of law. So we need the victim uh, to to feel, you know, the warmness, I, w- I would say, the warmness of the, ch- of the church, that the Catholic Church is the mother, is the mother for all. It, it, it is not only the father, who is like, okay, you do this, you do that to his children, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like that, I think. It's like, you know, uh, we need people to, to, to feel the warmness of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the main points. Yeah, one of the recent motu proprios from Pope Francis was as a loving mother. So he too is trying to get people to understand that, you know, the context of the church as a loving mother. So it's very interesting. A recent poll just came out in the United States and trust in the clergy among parishioners and the public at large is at um, its lowest levels in quite a while. Are the bishops in Spain, yeah, 33%, I think? Yeah, 30% of it. Yeah. Is the same crisis of credibility emerging in Spain in regards to the abuse crisis or... Well, that's, Are you seeing any similarities there? Yeah, uh, well, uh, you know, um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, we don't have statistics on that, mm-hmm. on that question, uh, on that issue. But um, I feel like, uh, you know, if there's not a lack of credibility, at least we have a lack a lack of communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, uh, as, I, as I don't have statistics, uh, I wouldn't say, I can't say very much about this, but my feeling is this, that the Catholic Church all over the world, no matter no matter the country, does many, many things. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have always to improve. We are not perfect. But I think that we have to communicate better. And this issue concerning especially the sexual abuse, uh, you know, issue, question, you know, the childhood and youth protection, I think we need to communicate better. Mm-hmm. We need to communicate better. And this is difficult. Uh, this is difficult. Uh, because, for, uh, you know, in, in Spain at least, uh, we, you know, we have all this media uh, trying to find out cases concerning sexual abuse. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's- you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. I, I think that's one of the, you know, um, verses of the Bible that we can focus on to help give us more credibility, especially on this issue. So I guess we'll close now. Okay. Um, so Jesus, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for visiting the United States. Yeah, thank Happy you. It's my pleasure. You. Thank you for all the work that you're doing uh, with the Catholic Bishops Conference in Spain. 
um, that's you it. Know, it's my, know yeah, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to to be here. I'm so thankful to to Bernie and his staff, your part of his staff. I uh, thank you for all your support. Uh, I think it is very important for us to be united, uh, to learn from each other. That's why uh, I'm here, um, because uh, being Spanish or being from the U.S., we're all from, you know, we all begin, uh, belong, sorry, we all belong to the Catholic Church, that is. And we're focused on the victims, and we try to give, you know, uh, answers to, to these uh, different questions that you know have arisen, have arisen, you know, uh, all these years past. So thank you very much. It is my pleasure. Uh, I feel like home, to be mm -hmm. honest. And well, you're invited, of course, to come to Spain to meet us. I'd be happy uh, to come. Yeah, thank you very much. This is Drew Dillingham from the Secretariat of Child and Youth Protection saying adios. Mm -hmm.